Thank you for tuning in to the Springs Church Podcast. Here, you'll find messages that are powerful, inspiring, but most importantly, straight from the Word of God. If you're located near Tacoa, Georgia, or in Tacoa, Georgia, we'd love to see you on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Enjoy today's message, and remember, we love you, Tacoa. If you have your Bible this morning, let's turn it quickly to 2 King 2, verse 1 to 11. 2 King 2, verse 1 to 11. We've been in a series of seeking the Holy Spirit, seeking the presence of God. That's where we're at, and, and that's where we're going. That's what we want. That's what we need. That's what we are desperate for. There's nothing else matter than His presence, and that's what we want. And, and a couple of weeks ago, I preached something about the pursuit of the Holy Spirit, the pursuit of His presence. Today, I want to speak about the battle for His presence because the moment you decide that you want God, you want to live in that constant state of His presence, there's going to be battles, there's going to be struggles. Um, um, uh, and that's where, that's where I want to go with you guys this morning. Um, if you have your Bible, let's turn quickly to 2 King verse 111. It's a long passage. Well, you need to read your Bible because some of you only read it when you come here. So I'm going to force you to read it. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say amen. amen. All right, let's read it. It says, when, when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven uh, in a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. Pay attention to that word, Gilgal, That's because we're going to look at location. Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, stay here. The Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha said, as surely the Lord lives, as you live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I just feel him. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And the company of the prophet at Bethel came out to Elisha and asked the haters, the people that, don't, you know, there's always hindrances. It says, pay, pay attention to the, to the company, to the company. Pay attention to that pastor. You're going to keep seeing that word. The company of the prophets at Bethel came to Elisha and, and said, do you, know, do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? And, and yes, I know, Elisha. He said, so be quiet. That was his answer. He said, shut your mouth. I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear your comments. This is not Facebook. I don't need to hear your comments. Then Elijah said to him, stay here, Elisha. The Lord has sent me to Jericho. And, and he replied, as surely, and this is Elisha replying to, to Elijah. I said, as surely as the Lord lives uh, and as, as you live, I will not leave you. He's a persistent. And so they went to Jericho. And here we go again. So the company of the prophets at Jericho went up to Elisha and asked him, do you know that the Lord's going to take your master from you today? And he said again, yes, I know. He replied, be quiet. So be quiet about it. Why are, you, why, why, why are you trying to help me? Stop talking. Leave me alone. Then Elijah said to him, stay here again. The Lord, sent, the Lord has sent me to, to the Jordan. And he replied, as surely God lives. And as you live, I will not leave you. So the two of them walk on. And there we go again. Now it's not a company of men. I love this. I love the scripture. You know, he says so. The fifty men, because the company, you know, you know, they could not stop stopping the first two times. It kept decreasing. Now the Bible says only fifty. It doesn't say a company anymore. You pay attention to the passage. He said fifty men from the company, not the whole company now, just fifty, and says, "Hey, 
Oh, 50 men of the company of the prophet went and stood at a distance facing the place where Elijah, thank you, Holy Spirit, and Elisha had stopped at the Jordan. Elijah took his cloak, his cloak rolled it and stuck it and struck it to the water. Boosh, water stopped. The water divided. Right and left, man, that's powerful. And the two of them crossed over on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, tell me what I can do, man, because you've been persistent with this whole thing. What do you want, man? You didn't let me go. You went through all those places you didn't go. So what do you want? What do you want? And, and that's a bull we crest. That's a bull we crest. I don't know how he came up with that, but that's a bull we crest. And, and he said, tell me what I can do. And then, and then Elijah, he said, Elisha said, let me inherit. Let me have a double portion of your spirit. Let me have a double portion of, your, of the anointing of the presence. That's what I've seen what God has done in your life. I want double of that. And Elijah said, you have asked a difficult thing. Elijah said, yet if you see me, if you see me, pay attention to that word. Yet if you see me when I'm taken from you, it'll be yours. Otherwise, it will not. As they were walking along and talking together, suddenly... A, a chariot of fire and horses of fire appear and separate the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Elisha saw, saw this and cried out, My father, my father, the chariot and the husband of Israel. And Elisha saw him no more. Then he took his clothes. Watch this. He tore it up. Then when he saw that, he ripped himself. Said, I, he is, it, was, it was crazy. Thank you, Father. If you don't know the story about Elijah and Elisha, you need to read your Bible. That's a cool story in the scripture. Elijah was a prophet. God has used him mightily, used him mightily with, with Jezebel. He called fire from a heaven and fire burned all the sacrifice. You can, you can catch up with it later or you can watch the previous series on Netflix. I'm kidding. It's not on Netflix. You just need to read your Bible. Oh, oh, but Elisha was a follower of Elijah. He was a follower of, of that man of God that God has used mightily. Uh, he served that man of God. And those guys did crazy miracles. Elijah, if you remember, he stopped the rain. This guy, for seven years, there were not a single rain. You're talking about crazy faith, crazy thing. This guy was powerful. And, and if you read the Bible, he said, no rain, and there were no rain. And he put the pocket of the weather on his, on his pocket, and there were no rain. And nobody could say anything to him. That's, that's, that's powerful. Elisha was serving that man. And the Bible said, God said one day he was going to take Elijah. And Elisha said, hey, I'm going to follow wherever you go. Because I, 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 I want to receive what you have. I want double of what you have. So the Bible says, if you, get, if you want the rest of us, you got to read the Bible for yourself. I don't have time to go through the whole thing. But the Bible says when Elisha decided to follow Elijah, he had to go to four places. He had to go to four stations. The scripture described those four places that before that Elisha could receive the presence of God, before God could use him mightily, before he could receive what Elijah had, he had to go to four process. He had to go to four places. He had to go to four stations. 
in the first place when, 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 Eli, when Elijah said, I was going to go to heaven, in the first place that Elijah stopped with Elisha, it was a place called Gilgal. If you have your Bible there, it, verse, verse 2, the Bible says, when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven, a whirlwind, Elisha went to Gilgal. What is Gilgal? Gilgal was a place, was a place, it was the first place in the Bible that, 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 that the Bible said when the Jewish people left Israel, God said they had to be circumcised. They had, it, it was a place of pain. It was a place they had to sacrifice themselves to receive, for, to, to, to be in a covenant with God. It was a plane of pain. It was a place of pain. Every time that you hear that word, it was a place of pain. It was a place of sacrifice. It was, a, it was, it was not an easy place. It was a place of cutting away the flesh. It was, it, it was a place that they had to let go certain things in, in their life. And I believe for us to experience the presence of God, you have to, to cut the flesh. The reason a lot of us don't experience his presence is because we're still dating, we still love our flesh, we still love how our flesh makes us, make us feel. And for you to really go to the next level in your spiritual walk with God, you have to take that decision to say, hey, I'm going to make the hard decisions. It means sometimes cutting away people that you used to hang out with. Listen to me. Listen to me. It's been cutting away bad influences. It's been cutting away things that used to pull you away. It's been cutting away those things that you like to do. And because you want to serve God, you have to take a cut. You have to say those things can be no longer in my life. You can't expect to experience the presence of God and still hold on into, into some stuff in your life. You can't expect to experience the presence of God. You, you want to walk in that glory. You want to walk in the anointing, but you, you still want to dabbling. You want to still, you still want to live the way you used to live before you got saved. Because true Christianity, true Christian, you have to, you have to let go of the flesh. You have, it's a constant battle. And if you don't control that, a lot of you, the reason they never feel the presence of God, because there's things in their life they don't want to give up. This is, listen, listen, God is a conditional God. You didn't know that? I know, I know we say God is an unconditional. Yes, God is unconditional, but God is a conditioned God too. He said you have to confess so you can receive salvation. It's not just he's going to just give it to you. You have to confess. God said you have to live holy. He didn't say, oh, you can just live your life the way you want to because you say a little small prayer and that's it. It's a place that you have to cut the flesh. That's what Gilgal, Gilgal is. That's the place that you have to leave things behind. You have, it's the place you have to leave the fake and being real. It's a life of living, a, a, a life of repentance. It's a life that, a life of purity. Because no pain, no glory. No, no holiness, no glory. I know it's not a popular message, but if you're not living holy, you will not see the glory. No pain, no presence of God. If, you, if, you, if, if, if you're living like hell, don't expect you're going to come here and say, oh, why are people shouting? But the reason is because you're living like hell. You're not letting go of anything. I know it's not a popular message. We say, God, yeah, but the reality is you said you want the presence of God, but what are you cutting away from your life? Why are you letting go? Are you still hanging out with the same people that you used to hang out? Are you still the same thing? And you say you want to go, to, you want to go further. 
That's the first place that he stopped. This Gilgal, another name of Gilgal. Another, uh, what happened in Joshua, in Joshua 5, verse 11. Watch this. I have that verse here. Verse 11, 12. What happened at that place? This is what it says in the Bible. It said, the day after the Passover, that every day they ate, you know, when they left, when they left Israel, God used to fed, feed them every day. You know, they had Chick-fil-A every morning, wrap up fresh with pickles, you know, probably for me, probably spicy chicken, you know, uh, with some good cheese. Somebody say hallelujah. It's not, it's Sunday, man, I can't go to Chick-fil-A today. And God was feeding them every morning. But at Gilgal, the Bible says, put the next thing, put the verse 12, go, all the way, go to verse 12. It says the Manassas, God stopped feeding them. He said, the manna stopped the day after they ate this food from the land. There was no longer any manna for the Israelites. That's when God stopped giving food. God said, you there, you reach the land, you need to go and serve yourself. You're a grown man, get up and go to work. I'm not going to babysit you. Amen. And, 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 and that's the place, most Christians, and that's why it's a danger. And for us, you can no longer live on somebody else's faith. Let me say that again, because some of us, your parents were Christian, they used to go to church, grandmother used to pray for you, but what about you? A a lot of us say, yeah, my parents used to go to church, they're from that denomination, blah, 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 so and so, and we use it as a badge, you know, I'm Baptist, I'm Pentecostal, whatever you call yourself, and and that's what your parents used to, what about you, What, what do you believe in? Do you just go to church because somebody, that's where your parents go to church? Or are you going to go to church because that's where you find guys talk to you? You have to make that own decision, especially young people. Yeah, you can say, yeah, my dad's a Christian, but are you a Christian? Are you, have you surrendered your life? Are you following Jesus? Or are you based your faith based on somebody else? And that place for you to experience the glory, for you to experience the presence of God, you have to be able to feed yourself. Not me giving your passing on Sunday morning. Oh, man, I'm getting somebody's business. Let me get in your face. Uh, it's not me getting, you know, actually, we have those, when he was a baby, they, they, they said those little, uh, how do you call those little food thing? And, uh, they, and they give it to the baby, right? Asher, you can take a bite? Mm, open your mouth, baby, open your mouth. It's diluted. There's no real meat because he's a baby. You know, some of us come to church. There's not, yes, you need to come to church, but you can't rely on the pastor to feed you every Sunday. Ooh. You can't rely on me to say, open your mouth. Oh, please open your mouth. Take off. Please take, take one more bite. One more bite. One more bite. One more bite. Spiritually, some of us, that's the mindset we have. You come here on Sunday and you expect us to feed you. But you're a grown woman, you're a grown man. It's time for you to get off your tail, open that fridge, the word of God, and you do your own food and feed yourself. Because you will never experience the glory if you rely on somebody else's faith. Somebody say amen. Second point, second point. Somebody say amen. Not only that, the second place that Elijah, Elisha stopped, it was a Bethel. That's the battle of your mind. The Bible says, and it's the company of the prophet, a Bethel came to Elisha. And, 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 and he said, do you know God is living today? Do you know, your, do you know Elijah is living today? They're going to take your master? And he said, yes, I know. Yes, I know. Leave me alone. Shh. Hush. Bethel, if you're going to follow God, there will be discouragement sometime. 
You have, you have things in your life that discourage you to follow God. Those, those, those prophets tried to discourage Elisha. They tried to dissuade him, say, hey, man, he's leaving. Why are you even trying to pursue this thing? But Elisha did not listen to their advice. And he said, shut your mouth. Stay out of my business. This is not Facebook. No comments here. I don't need your comments. What does that mean? The moment you try to serve God, the moment you said, I'm going to pursue, I'm going to pursue his presence. There'll be things in your life that will do their best to, 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 to push you away from God. Distraction that try to keep you away. Say, why you keep going to church? Why you decide to go to church on Sunday? You can just stay home. Stay home today, man. What are you going to church for? Well, you think you all churchy? What's, 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 what's the big deal? Just stay home. Why are you pursuing this thing about the Holy Spirit? Every week you've been talking about the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. You're putting him, you're putting worship song, you're putting all the stuff on, 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 at the house. Stop with this nonsense. There will be distraction. Not only that, that place, when you look in the map, when you look Bethel to where exactly where Elisha was going to the Jordan, that place is further away. It's like, it's like Elijah took a detour. He went up there. Water for him to go down, he took a detour higher, further than the place they were supposed to be at. Are you getting this this morning? It was, it was a distraction. It was, it, it, it was a diversion. And, 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 and that's, that's, that's the biggest thing. If you're going to serve God, you decide to serve him, you decide to really go after, after God, there'll be diversion, there'll be distraction, there'll be things that's going to pull you away and say, hey, hey, why are you going to church? Why are you reading your Bible like that? Man, you think all that. There'll be distraction. There'll be voices in your life that will come and discourage you. How many times people choose to come to church and they find a good place, right? They start serving God. They pray for it. They say, God, give me a place to find a good place to worship. And then soon the moment they start work, they start getting there. They're getting fed. They're getting fed. And somebody else come in to, somebody else come in and say, hey, did you hear what the pastor said? I don't agree with the pastor. I don't agree with this. Da, 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 da. They start finding fault. They start finding things. And the moment that they put a seed in your heart and you no longer can receive from God. And that's the enemy sometimes trying to persuade us to move us away from God. But Bethel at the same moment too, you're going to love this. Did I put that quote about A.W. Tozer there? Because I love A.W. Tozer. Oh, this is what A.W. Tozer about distraction. This is what A.W. Tozer says. He said, distraction must be conquered or they will conquer us. Let me tell you, if you're not careful... Sometimes it's not even sin that pull us away. It's dumb things that distract us. And as a believer, if you're going to the next level in your faith, you have to fight distraction. You have to fight the diversion. You have to fight those things that are keeping you away. This is what he said. Distraction must be conquered or they will conquer us. So let us cultivate simplicity. Let us want fewer things. Let us walk in the spirit. Let us fill our mind with the word of God and our heart with praise. But not only that, Bethel is the place that when, it was, when Bethel was first mentioned in the Bible, it mentioned with Abraham. If you don't know who Abraham is, check, read your Bible. The Bible says Abraham built an altar there. That's where he encountered God. Jacob, if you know who Jacob is, Jacob wrestled with God at Bethel. Jacob had an experience with God. 
He experienced, he experienced God. The, the script, I, I didn't put the whole verse, but he, he saw heaven open up there. He had a, a massive encounter. And in that place, um, Jacob said, I will serve God. This place will be the house of God. I didn't know God's presence was there, but I made a commitment for the rest of my life. This is what Jacob said in his prayer. If you read the, in Genesis, he said, in that place, Bethel, I made a commitment. I'm making a commitment for the rest of my life. I will serve God. Bethel is the place you have to make a commitment to say no matter what, no matter the distraction, no matter what's going on, I am going to make a, I'm going to make a commitment to serve Jesus. I'm going to make a commitment to follow him. I'm going to make a commitment to go after him. It doesn't matter what people said. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the distraction is. I will make a commitment to follow him. And that's what Bethel is. And the same place where there's distraction, you have to make up your mind and say, I'm going to serve Jesus. I'm going to follow hard after him. It doesn't matter what everybody's doing, but me, as for me, as my, as for me and my house, I will serve Jesus. It doesn't matter what society said, but I make a commitment to live holy. I make a commitment to live my life according to the word of God. I make a commitment that the word of God is the foundation that I'm going to build my life. Not the ideas, not the opinions of people, but I'm going to make a commitment to serve Jesus. And that's what Bethel is. I'm going to make a commitment to have my own faith, not the faith of my parents, not the faith of somebody else, but my own faith. And you have to go to battle to make the commitment if you want to really experience the glory. Battle is the place that Jacob encountered God. You have to have your own experience. Don't rely on somebody else's experience. Because a lot of us relying on the experience of everybody else. But it's time for you to have your own experience. Somebody say amen. I say I'm not preaching long. I'm going fast. Somebody say amen. This third place that he stopped by, ooh, this one, this one is real. The battle with outside forces, Jericho. The next stop before he get to the Jordan, he stopped at Jericho. Jericho is a place of war. It's a place that, that when you read in the Bible, that, that, that Joshua fight there. Joshua had big battles there. He fought there with, with the Israelites. He fought for the Jericho War. You remember that story? Anybody knows that story? If you don't know the story, read your Bible. Check it on Netflix. You can catch the, the past, the past uh, editions. But, but the, the, he had, the Jericho is a place of war. The life of the believer, if you're going to really experience the God's glory, there is, let me say this, I don't know how to say this. I don't know how to explain it. I don't have the vocabulary. But let me tell you this. If you're not fighting anything, you need to check yourself. If you don't have no bottle, then he's not attacking you, stuff that happening. You, there's no bottle. You're leaving. You're drinking pina colada every Sunday. Everything's fine. Everything's great. You, you, uh, you need to check your faith because the life of the believer is a constant battle. Let me say that again. The life of the believer is a constant battle. There will be fight. Yes, yeah, it's going to be fight between truth and lies of the enemy. 
There's going to be fight between holiness and sin. You want to live holy and you want to sin too. I'm telling I'm talking like it is. Sometimes somebody cuts you and you want to cuss them out. You see, people, you see, that's the problem. And the flesh comes out. The lady that, the person that you married with, you said you wanted to commit your life with, and sometimes you say, I want to pack myself and get out of here. I know people don't talk like that, but that's the reality. That's the constant battle every day. You're fighting with your flesh. You're fighting with yourself. You're fighting, you're fighting with, to, to live right. It's a constant battle. That's the life of the believer. And, 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 and you're going to fight between the, being in the light and the darkness because you want to live right. There's going to be fight. There's going to be struggle. If there's no struggle, something is missing. You need to ask yourself, what is wrong? If, you, if there's no fight to live right, if there's no fight to live holy, that's when something is not there. It's the fight between humility and pride. It's a constant battle. It's the battle between young crowd trying to push you to do the wrong thing and, and, and you want to live right, and, but there's a crowd, peer pressure, especially young people, they deal with the peer pressure that say, hey, if you don't do this, you're not cool. That's what's happening. That's what everybody's doing. Oh, maybe I was the only one's teenager. And even us as adults, it's that constant battle day and night. You're fighting to make the right decision. But the Bible says, this is what it says in 2 Timothy 2 verse 3. This is what, this is what Paul described. He said, like a, like a good soldier. And Paul described the believer. He could have called the believer anything else. But he used the term soldier. In several of his books, when you read his book, he keep calling him soldier. And the Holy Spirit's trying to tell us something. He said, like a good soldier of Christ Jesus, of Christ Jesus sharing a hard time with us. Put the next verse. There's another verse I put there. He said, fight the good fight of faith. He's talking about fight. That's, that's, and Paul, Paul, Paul is legit. He's telling you this is, this is not, this is, this, is, this is rated R. This is real hardcore fight. This is not for baby passy Christian with a pacifier. You, you, it's fight. It's an army. It's a, it's a constant struggle. It's a fight, the good fight of faith. Take all the eternal life to which you were called and for which you were made a good confession of, uh, in, in the presence of any witness. An, he put in a, I put in a passage there. He said, not fighting is not an option. Amen. You, if you're going to live this life, you're going to go after God. There's going to be fight. Amen. You have to fight. You have to fight. You can't let go. You have to fight because someday you don't want to read your Bible. Someday you don't want to pray. Someday you just want to go back to the way you used to live. Someday you want to go back to the club like you used to. Someday you just want to pop a joint and smoke it. Hey, I, I, I'm, just, I'm just being straight up with you this morning. Somebody say amen. I know some of you are, 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 are angels, you know, from heaven. You never do anything wrong. You, 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 when you were born, you just came out. You were, you were full with the spirit. You were speaking in tongues. That was your first word, not daddy. One kid did that. Okay. Uh, not fighting is not an option. This is what Paul said. And uh, this last, one of his last, he said to, to, I don't even know how to say that name. I'm not going to say it. He said, oh, fellow soldier, to enter the church in your house. This is how he called them. He called them fellow soldier. Fellow soldier. Because if you're going to live life in Jericho, remember Jericho? He's one of the big keys to, to gain victory. The Bible says at Jericho, 
the Bible says, God, the word of God told Joshua, for seven days you have to walk, you have to pray around that building for seven days nonstop. Seven days nonstop, and the last day you have to, and the last day you have to blow the trumpet. First of all, they, they hear the word of God, and they follow instruction, and they were praying, and they had to be disciplined. They had to follow direction. Watch this, watch, pay attention to this. Pay attention to this. For you to maintain your spiritual life, it has to be discipline. The Bible says for seven days, for seven days, that's discipline, that's commitment. That's discipline. If you're not reading the Bible, you're not praying, you better believe it. Demon's gonna run rampant in your life. If there's no discipline there to get on your knees and pray, you have time to watch six hours of Netflix, of treasure things, and you never open the Bible, you never spend time in praying and seeking God, guess what? Demon's gonna beat you. You will never experience God's presence. You will never go to the next level in your faith without developing the lifestyle of prayer and reading his word. Somebody say amen. amen. Feel like you can come. I'm, gonna, I'm closing there. And the last, the last place he stopped by, it was Jordan. Verse, verse uh, two, 2 King 2 verse 10. It says, he says, he said they went to the Jordan. That's the last, that's the last place they stopped at. But when they get to Jordan, this is, look, look, what, Eli, look what Elijah said to, to Elisha. He says, he says, he says, you have asked a difficult thing. Elijah said, yet if you see me, if your eyes can see me, when I'm taking from, from you, it'll be yours. Otherwise, it will not. The battle of faith. Because for you to get closer to God, you have to have faith. The Bible says without faith, we cannot please him. We walk by faith, not by sight. Elisha had to have faith to believe there's something behind the Jordan. He had to have faith and believe there's something greater than the, what I am right now. For you Yes, we can be praying, but if you don't believe what the Bible, what the Bible says, if you don't believe in, in, by seeking him, because the Bible sees a rewarder of those that seek him diligently. If there's no faith in your walk, you will never experience what God has for you. The reason you pray, because you believe. The reason you read your Bible, because you believe. You get in this this morning, Faith, and if there's no faith, you said, I'm in charge, I got this. But if there's faith, you believe God has a greater tomorrow for you. Elisha said, I'm not going to stay where I'm at. I want more of God. I want more of his presence. I see Elijah has something, but I want what he has. So basically, I have to have faith to believe. The Bible says, if you go back, go, go back to the old passage where it said 50 men, 50 men stand there. It says, when he was ready to, watch this. 
and Elijah went and crossed the river with 50 men. They were, they were just like Elisha. They were followers of Elijah. But the Bible said they stood at a distance. Stood and watching at a distance. They didn't take the step of faith to walk to the Jordan. They could have received it too. They could experience the double portion. They said, we're here, we're not here. I'm in faith, I'm not in faith. I'm a Christian, not a Christian. I don't know what I want to do. I want to really walk in the presence of God, but I don't really know. It's, it's, it's like they can't make that decision. But for you to experience God's glory, for you to go to the next level, you have to take the next step and the step of faith. And for some of you, for some of you, you're not saved. You come into church, but you know you haven't given your heart to Jesus. You, you say, man, I like this thing, man. I feel the presence. Something is different here. I can feel it. I even tears in my eyes. I can feel it all over my body. I know something is different. I know something, this is not normal. Especially after last Sunday, what I saw, if you're, if you're not here, you'll miss a lot. Oh, uh, You know the reality, there's a world outside. You know there's other things out there. You know, you know the truth, you hear the truth so many times, you know, but you still stood at a distance. And God is saying today, are you gonna cross that Jordan? Are you gonna cross it? Are you gonna let go of the past and go to the, go to the future because God has greater things for you? Watch this, this is what it says, the last thing. And the Bible says, when, when, Elisha, when Elisha saw him no more, put the Lazarus. Thank you, Heather. Thank you, Heather. She's on point. She's back. <laughs> uh, Elisha saw him no more. Then he took his, when he, when he saw that happen, and when he saw Elisha, Elijah went to heaven, Fwah! Chairs of fire. He's like, that's, that's, that's pretty wild. And, and he's called Father, Father. And then he took his clothes off and teared it off. He ripped the clothes off, off of him. He teared it off. You're talking about prophet. He just said, he just tore it off. I believe, this is what I believe it means. This is what, I don't know. This is what I feel like. I feel like for you to experience the glory, he tore up his identity. He tore up self. He tore up his pride. He tore up everything that he owned. He tore up everything that he was relying on to give him comfort because a cloth, a cloth is what gives you comfort. He tore that away. Because if you don't tore away, tore up your pride, you will never experience his presence. If you don't throw up your, because no longer, Paul said, no longer I live, but Christ lives in me. You have to make that decision of death. You have to choose to die. The old, the old James die is Jesus only. Right. That I'm not going to rely on anything. My identity it's in him, not what somebody said or what somebody said about me or what I think about me. My identity is no longer mother. And I will, I'm going to surrender my life. The only, place you, the only place you can experience God's presence is when you surrender completely. And that's where you'll experience the glory. Let's get up on our feet this morning.
If you don't know Jesus today, if you don't know Jesus today, today's your day. If you've been battling with faith, you've been standing, you've been standing far off, you don't know what, if you really believe this thing, if it's, if it's a joke, if it's real, but God is asking you this morning, He's asking you this morning to let go of yourself, to let go of the past, to let go of your identity. If you really want to experience his presence, you have to let go. You have to let go. Completely surrender. Completely surrender. Every head bow, every eye closed this morning. Every head bow, every eye closed this morning. I don't know what you're going through with your life. I don't know where you're at in those stages to those four steps, I don't know where you are. But today I wanna ask you, where are you in those four stages? Are you battling with the flesh? Are you battling with your commitment to really serve God? Are you battling with your identity? Because you still wanna be you and you want God at the same time, but you can't have it both ways. Or are you still battling with the, with, 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 with the lifestyle you're living, with the things that you're doing? And God is saying today, you have to cut those things out of your life. You have to cut those things. You have to let them go. Whatever that thing is, if it's sin, if it's an addiction, God said today you can be free from it. And today you can let it go. Today you're going to make that decision. I'm going to the Jordan where the presence of God is. I'm not going to sing Gilgal. I'm going to go to Jordan. Even me in my life, I got stuff every day I have to cut. I said, this thing can't be in my life. Because if I really want God, I have to let it go. I don't know about you, but I know everybody has things in your life you need to get rid of. You're not an angel. Trust me, you're not an angel. Let's raise your hand right now. If you don't know Jesus right now, today's your day. If you don't know Jesus, I'm going to give you an opportunity to raise your hand. I'm going to give you an opportunity right now. If you don't know Jesus, if you haven't made a commitment to him, Every head bow, every eye closed. If you don't know him, today's the day. If you, have to, if you want to recommit your life, today's the day. If you don't really know him, today's the day. Today's the day. Today's the day. Today's the day. If you don't know Jesus, I'm asking right now, raise your hand. Raise your hand. If you want to give your life to him completely. If you don't know him, if you don't know him, today's your day. Today's your day. Don't, don't resist the Holy Spirit. Today's your day. And also, if you have things in your life you want to give up, today's your day too. Today's your day. Today's your day. Everybody repeat after me. Father God, I come before you today. I surrender my life. I give you everything. I give you everything. I give you everything. I surrender my life to you. I want to serve you. I want, to, I want to accept you as my Lord and my Savior. I surrender everything to you. My life, everything. My will, who I am, I surrender to you. Come and cleanse me. In Jesus' name.